Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the QB Spotlight Podcast. We are all brought to you, as always, with my guy, the name behind QB Spotlight, Mr. Steve Hamner. Steve, how's it going, my man? Man, th- things are good here, Eric. Uh, things are starting to wind down. Our guys are, are getting close to going to spring training, so we'll have a, a few weeks to breathe and, and relax. But then the, the season will be starting, so we'll be back at it. But all in all, things are good down here in Houston and uh, looking forward to getting back up to Tampa and our, our neck of the woods. How about you, man? Doing all right just in the swing of things here. Just came off of the East-West Shrine game, and that was a fun game to be at as far as covering and practices. And uh, speaking of coming off of East-West, you know, we've actually got a special guest on the line. So for those of you who are listening, uh, this isn't going to be another episode we do, you know, kind of a, a top five breakdown of things like that as far as group of five quarterbacks. We actually have uh, a quarterback on the line himself. We have, uh, for those of you who, who are maybe new to the podcast, we've been doing this about two months. Uh, I'm the FIU beat writer for SB Nation, so I've had a chance to cover this guy for the past two and a half years. Without further ado, uh, now former, it kind of sounds weird to say, but former FIU quarterback James Morgan's on the line. James, how's it going? What's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, James? How are we doing, man? Great, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on it. So, uh, so Steve, you know, I, I figured what we'd do with this podcast is, you know, I, like I said, for the past two and a half years, I've peppered James with nothing but questions. We're, uh, we've had a fun back and forth at times with, uh, with James kind of, you know, give me the, uh, the corporate answer as far as my question. So we'll, uh, we'll call a break to that for a second. We'll let the two quarterbacks go ahead and chop it up. So uh, whenever you're ready, you can take it away. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. Uh, all right, James. So first and foremost, man, congrats on just a, a, a great college career and the, uh, the, the potential that you have and, and everything moving forward. We're, me and Eric are both excited to, to see what happens down the road and we'll be following you and rooting for you. Um, so <clears throat> we'll kind of just dive right in. I, I know you've probably been getting a, a lot of advice and, and uh, you know, different things thrown your way about what to expect, whether it be for your pro day or, you know, down the road training camp, whatever it may be. So I'm curious to see what's been your most common advice or a common theme that older players have given you so far uh, as you are entering this uh, this new chapter of life, if you will, whether it is on field advice or off field advice or, or whatever it may be, I'm just curious to see kind of what's been the the common theme that people have kind of relayed down to you. Sure, um, I think probably one of the biggest things is uh, you want to enjoy the moment, but this only happens once. So you have one opportunity, and it's a big job interview, right? It's everything you do is being evaluated at this stage in the game. So um, just enjoy the moment, but make the most of every single day. You know, you can't let a day go by where you aren't trying to get better. And it's a profession now, and you're competing for a spot alongside a lot of very talented players. And so you got to do absolutely everything that you can do um, every day to be prepared to go for that. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, that's probably the biggest thing that I've received from people. Awesome, man. Well, very cool. Uh, <clears throat> kind of going off with that. So so for those that don't know, we uh, – we work with with majority kind of overhead athletes, mostly MLB guys, but we see our fair share of quarterbacks and and different combine classes as well. So, one thing that we'll do with kind of our combine guys is we'll watch film together and we'll pick three games. So I'll have them choose their best game of the year, their worst game of the year, and kind of their most mediocre game of of the year, if you will, somewhere in between. And I'll basically have them teach me the teach me that whole game as far as uh, if they're a defensive player, what defense they're playing, what covers they're playing, and what their assignment is. If they're an offensive player, I'll have them teach me what their scheme is going into the game and what they're looking for and how they're trying to go to attack. 
so we'll kind of go through each game together and have them just teach me. So I'm, I'm curious, James, if we were to watch film together, uh, what would a common theme or, or, or common trait be that we would see in your film from the past two years at FIU? What would be a common theme that you think helps you, uh, helps make you a good quarterback and something that, that is a strength? And then what is something that you are striving to improve and striving to work on that we'd be able to kind of take away from film? Sure. I think uh, one of the things that I hope to showcase from uh, the film of, you know, my two last few years and hopefully my entire career is just uh, an ability to, you know, kind of pick apart the defense, like read, see what they're giving me and be able to, um, you know, find the appropriate route or uh, pattern or whatever that can utilize uh, that defense's weaknesses weakness. Uh, I think that's something that I've improved upon tremendously as I've gone on. I think that's something that stems from just, you know, really enjoying the preparation aspect of it. I know Eric and I have talked many times about what my highest as a player is. And I think one of the biggest things that I um, do consistently week in and week out is do everything that I can to be prepared for the game. So I would hope that, you know, just talking about like the throwing windows in terms of anticipation, um, you know, being able to break down and read the defense and then I think I really do believe this, that I can make any throw in the field, and um, I hope that shows through with my with my film uh, in terms of my arm strength and my accuracy and, like I mentioned, my anticipation. I think that, um, you know, if you turn that on, I, I would hope that that's something that you take away from that and that you see, and um, hopefully it's something that scouts take away too. I'd say in terms of things that I'm trying to work on, I think something that every single day throughout the entire season that I would work on and I'm continuing to do so, I think you always need to, is just mobility in the back of the pocket. You know, there's going to be tremendous – athletes at edge rusher positions in the NFL and the ability to quickly um, avoid those in tight spaces while remaining on balance and being able to make a throw from various platforms is essential for a quarterback. And that's something that, um, you know, I've been working on for a long time. That's something that I'm addressing in training right now and then continuously trying to get better on. So I'd probably give you those two uh, fields for sure. Right. And just going off that real quick, James, when you say uh, mobility do you are you referencing to mobility in the pocket kind of pocket presence if you will or actually kind of escaping the pocket and uh you know making a throw on the run type deal well i think both are areas that uh you know you can always get better at i think that for me i like to sit back there and just rip it from the back of the pocket and uh if a situation presents itself you say it's like a third and medium and i need to go and run and get the first down i'm completely capable of doing that but just having the wherewithal to be able to, you know, extend plays um, and you'll get out of it. Cause like I said, I, I love just sitting back there and being able to rip it. So I'm always trying to get better at that, you know, pocket presence, as you mentioned, and then to the same extent, being able to get out and still have my eyes downfield and see the receivers. I think that that's something that I've got a lot better at throughout my career, but I'm still continuing to work on it. I think that, um, you know, I'm always going to continue to try to do that. Right. Awesome. So kind of just just jumping off that, now that we kind of touched on, you know, the film aspect of thing, let's uh, let's just kind of touch about your preparation and, and how you go into watching film. And you can be as, as you know, geeky and QB nerdy and go down as the, the deepest <laughs> as you want, or you can be as, like, broad. Uh, so I'll just give you, like, for example, for me, when, when I played very unsuccessfully in college, I'll mention um, – we had a few different ways of breaking down film. So Sundays would be, you know, like the day after the game and we would watch film from that Saturday game. And then we'd go out and practice. Uh, we would just be like in half shows and we would just practice for the upcoming. Um, so we would just watch game film. We would kind of watch what we did wrong. How can we can get better? And then either, either Monday or Tuesday, or it may be, we would watch the opposing team and break them down. So how we would break them down, at least from a quarterback standpoint is, 
and I'm curious to see uh, your, your method and, and kind of how you went through this, James, is we would uh, go down in distance and and we would break down what coverage or what defensive scheme they're in in that down distance. For example, first and 10, let's say they're base 4-3, uh, base cover 2, 75% of the time on first and 10. So I knew, okay, first and 10, I have to come up with plays or a scheme that's going to be successful against that type of defense. And let's say it's a second and five and they were in the same base. Okay, perfect. We can keep the same schemes. But let's say if it was second and long, let's say they were in cover three 75% of the time. So they were going to attack them differently based on the, the coverage they're in and kind of what uh, we feel like the, the odds are that they are in that coverage or whatever they're showing. So I'm curious to see uh, how you went to break it down. If you could just touch on how you'd break down the, the, the game that y'all just played in and then how you'd break down the opponent's uh, defense. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think there's uh, there's definitely similarities between the system you mentioned and what I did. I Basically, every week I had a checklist, and it was a daily thing. And uh, if I hit uh, what I needed to hit every day for the week, by Saturday I felt prepared to go and confident that I had done everything I could to prepare for the game. So kind of similar thing. I'll try to go through it pretty briefly here. But um, Sunday would be, as you mentioned, you know, you'd watch the game film. Uh, and that was something I did on my own and then reinforced with my coach in both times you know, writing down notes and trying to get consistent teams to work on for the week. And so those would be things that you'd write down before every practice and kind of go over in your head, okay, today I want to work on, you know, uh, anticipation on this route or my feet placement here and stuff like that. Uh, but that would be Sunday. And then Monday would be getting into um, kind of the meat and potatoes of the opposing team that you're going to play. Um, so this would be like based on distance, kind of as you mentioned. Um, I would usually do the breakdown by, you know, base coverages, um, base blitzes, um, kind of looking at the new formations that were on our formation sheet, you know, how they play those, kind of getting some drawings for that. And then also going through the new plays and the install for uh, the week two and trying to get that studied down. So I knew that concretely. So if anybody had asked questions, I'd be able to provide them with those answers. So that would be kind of be a base day. And then uh, Tuesday would be uh, going through the same type of process, but for third downs, um, because a lot of teams, you know, I know you mentioned you break down by down distance, but uh, by the same extent, a lot of teams on third down will show you different looks than they do on the base downs, right? So it'll be some funky type of thing. And um, same thing, just kind of writing down, you know, what we saw on third down, just kind of drawing those, trying to get that sketch in my head, uh, and then the blitzes as well. And the whole purpose of that, and I know you mentioned it too, is uh, so that when you get in the game and you're able to, you know, see things based on what you saw in film, you're able to uh, have an idea where to go with the ball and how the re read progression plays out. So they've already practiced in my mind a bunch of times against the different looks they do. Uh, and so I have a awareness and have a second nature feel for the play when we get in the game. And I would agree. I think that's based, you know, on probability at many times. I think one of the coolest things about football is that um, the defense can come out and show you something that's completely different than anything they've ever shown. You have to be able to react. And so I think that that's where, you know, the intensive focus of understanding my reads, understanding where to go to the ball with different defenses comes in. But anyways, uh, so Tuesday would be third down. Uh, Wednesday would be red zone. I'm just doing the same type of thing. Uh, and then Thursday would be, um, you know, myself and the O-line always would go through and have a meeting and we'd just go over all the looks for the week and anything unique blocking-wise that we would have to handle and how we're going to do that, how we're going to call that, how we're going to get picked up. And that would also be a big personnel day and just kind of looking at the personnel and kind of reinforcing what we had learned from the week and seeing guys, you know, like Coach talked about this guy with his hips and, okay, watching a bunch of clips of him. Okay, here's how, you know, he moves, here's how we can attack it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Friday would be a big review day. And like I said, if we get to that point on Saturday and I look back at my week and I have all my boxes checked, then I felt prepared to go. But that was a way that I could get into routine and be consistent with my preparation from week to week.
So James, it seems like you're you're a big routine guy. Do, do I assume correctly? Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, I think that's that's good with discipline too. You know, just being disciplined to go through the same process every week. Well, well, James, I could probably keep asking you question after question about film. We kind of go back and forth. But I'll just. I got one more kind of question for you, and then uh, we will kind of move on from there. Um, I'm curious to see if you have a uh, if you've got a favorite route in a, against a favorite defense that you kind of love or something that was successful for you. So, for example, me not having a very strong arm or being very accurate or being a very successful college quarterback in general, I loved when we were first and goal from the five yard line. I could throw fade to my receiver because I didn't have to be accurate. Sure. Just needed to throw it where he could catch it you know i just had to put it where he could catch it but <laughs> yep yep but also my uh also i you know i didn't i wasn't i didn't have the arm that you had and um uh, but a uh a route that i enjoyed was just like the a, a smash concept and so for those listening it's basically where your outside receivers running a, a hitch or a dig or something short and then your slots running a uh, a corner or some type of uh deep out behind it and so uh, I, I would whenever it was cover one, uh, the one up top safety. So let's say it's cover one man free. So I knew okay, the corner uh, had my outside receiver. It was one up top safety that was gonna have to get over and cover the fade or cover the corner route. So uh, that was probably my favorite go to was just the corner, and I would always try to to, to cheat a little bit and and throw towards the uh, the the field side just so I could I could put the ball there a little bit more and, and have the receiver go get it and try to stay away from the safety and stay out of the middle field as much as possible. So those, those are kind of my go-tos. Uh, I'm just kind of curious if you have a favorite route that you just love to throw or if there's a defense that you see that you're like, okay, I'm about to carve these guys up. I know exactly what to do. Let's roll. Uh, you know, definitely. I think, uh, you know, without trying to divulge too much information about FIU's offense, no, um, no, I think <laughs> I think Rich, one Rich of my favorite... would, not, would not want you doing that would be on the line. So. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, concepts throughout my career uh, it's just been four verticals and being able to stretch the defense. And yeah. I think there's, you know, it's kind of like a, it's like an answer for everything type of thing. And I think that, you know, especially some of those seam balls with throws over the middle, I feel really good driving those. And that's something I've always been comfortable with. And then uh, again, without getting into too much de- detail, uh, uh, we had a receiver last year, Tony Gator, Eric's obviously familiar with him. Uh, one of my go-to guys and uh, the way that he manipulated some of his routes to, um, uh, you know, adapt and adjust to what the defense was doing. Uh, I absolutely loved throwing to him. So if we had uh, a certain concept with him in the game, I would always yeah. uh, try to try to work that for sure. But um, yeah, man, I think uh, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying about the smash stuff, and I would love to have a detailed conversation about this. Maybe not uh, publicly, but uh, for sure. <laughs> well, but, but, uh, before I let Eric kind of jump in here, uh, I love what you said about there's always an answer for everything. So you, you got you got four verticals or four seams and you know, maybe 15 years ago, a vertical had to be a go route. It had to be 40, 50, 60 yards in the air. But now a vertical can be back shoulder 15 yards. You can throw a bullet. You can throw a two ball. You can throw a bomb. There's so many different things that as offenses have kind of developed and evolved over time, uh, just because the defenses have been so good that there, there are, there's no right or wrong way to throw a certain route, right, depending on the defense that, that is being exposed. So uh man james thanks eric i, I know you you want to kind of jump in here real quick and and take over no yeah you know uh, all jokes aside really quick james i gotta take responsibility for that because obviously you can tell that steve is the uh he's, he's the, the the football head and i'm the quote-unquote journalist so i i should have uh, <laughs> you know 
told him ahead of time, you know, uh, no, <laughs> you, no, you can get no details worries. with the yeah. questions, you know, <laughs> no. but, uh, probably, yeah. probably, probably not with me on the line, but, um, but, uh, I'll just finish up <laughs> with this really quick. And as the, uh, as the former safety here of the group, you know, I, I'm sitting here listening to two quarterbacks. I'm like, all right, you know, let's end this conversation though. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But, uh, uh, really quick, you know, Steve, I haven't shared this story with you on the air. Um, not, James doesn't know this story either, but, you know, a, a lot of times being in the press box, you know, you'll get, um, whether it be former uh, players will be in the press box, you may have current scouts, uh, you know, they'll come and ask you questions, you know, because they'll take a look and see, you know, uh, who's the beat writer, who's such and such, and maybe just, you know, ask a casual question about a quarterback or, or a player, for example. And uh, that happened. I'm going to protect the, the team and I'm going to protect the game because, you know, that stuff is kind of can pretty easily be found out online just through a quick Google search. But I had a scout ask me uh, earlier this year uh, if, if I, you know, in the two years I've been covering James, if I could sum up James in one play, what would it be? And uh, I've actually been asked that question before. So it's a, a pretty easy answer. Uh, if you go back, I'm sure James will remember the game and the play. If you go back to actually, James, your first game at FIU, which was a, a home loss against Indiana. Uh, in the third quarter, you know, it, the game had gotten somewhat out of hand. Uh, I believe it was a 21-point game. I, if my memory serves me correct, it was 35-14. And uh, you were down there on the goal line, and, you know, you'd been struggling at that point in, at that point in time in the game. I, I think you may have been something like, you know, uh, six or 16 or something to that effect. And you had a pick six early in the game. And, you know, a lot of quarterbacks could have, you know, gone down the dumps, you know, they could have been like, Hey, all right, I'm not having my best game. Uh, I'm already coming off of a, you know, somewhat of a seesaw type career at Bowling Green and, you know, just get frustrated. But I remember uh, it was late in the third quarter and you had a quick, uh, I believe it was a one yard touchdown run by a former running back on the team. And what I remember seeing from the press box change was just you, you know, fist pumping and, and being genuinely excited that, all right, you know, We've got this thing 35-21 heading to the fourth quarter, and maybe we can put together a comeback. And uh, for me personally, I think that's the one thing that kind of sums you up is just your competitive nature and uh, truly being a team guy first. So that's something that I'd want to pass along uh, while I had you on the podcast. And just, you know, for, for the listeners of this podcast who are really a fan of group of five quarterback play, that's the one way that I, I will remember James Morgan at FIU is just that competitive spirit. I appreciate that, Eric. I, you know, I think that's a, that's a good example, and that really is who I am. And I, genuinely happy for you know my guys and a hard time ended up scoring one at the end of the game is extremely excited and um yeah man it's that's part of being a leader and i think it's part of being a teammate and i really did love my teammates at fiu for sure i mean wouldn't trade those guys for anything so all right so we'll go ahead and wrap this one up and once again we want to thank former fiu quarterback james morgan for coming on the line as always you can find this podcast on twitter at qb spotlight you can find myself on twitter at eric c henry underscore you can find Steve at Twitter on, or you can find Steve on Twitter at Steve Hamner. That's H-A-M-N-E-R. And you can find this podcast uh, uh, at Apple Podcasts and soon to be, you know, a couple of the platforms <laughs> working on that little by little. Once again, we want to thank James for coming on. Uh, Steve, we want to thank you for your guys uh, get to a little nerdy quarterback talk, and uh, we'll do it again next week, all right? Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, James. Yep, thank you guys. Yep, appreciate it.